Good morning. The Torah Simacha thought for today was shared with me by one of my sons, Rebbeim, Rabbi David Cohn of Baltimore, in the name of Rabbi Avram Palm. I loved it as soon as I heard it and couldn't wait to share it with you. At the end of Moshe Rabbeinu's life, he designated three Are Miklat, cities of refuge, where a Jew who killed accidentally could flee for protection. The first one set aside by Moshe was in Reuven's portion of Israel. The Gemara in Makos asks why Reuven merited to have his city of refuge mentioned first in the Torah. And the answer is that in our Parsha, Vayeshev, Reuven was the first to try and save Yosef. The Pasuk says, Vayishma Reuven vayatilehu miyadam. And Reuven heard and he saved him from their hands. Reuven tried to rescue Yosef by suggesting that instead of killing him, the brothers should throw him in a pit. His plan was to come back later once they'd calmed down and he'd bring Yosef safely home to his father. Our question is, why did Reuven try to save Yosef? The brothers weren't acting out of spite. They were halachically convinced that Yosef deserved the death sentence. What made Reuven see it differently? The Medrash answers, When Yosef told his brothers his dreams, he said he saw 11 stars bowing down to him. Nine of his brothers heard that dream and got angry. But Reuven heard it and was relieved. You see, Reuven sinned against his father in last week's Parsha. He interfered in his father's relationship with Bilhah, and he thought that as a consequence, he would be cast aside as one of the Shvatim forever. That's why, when he heard that Yosef had included him with the other brothers in his dream, that Yosef's dream of 11 stars included him as an equal with the other Shvatim, he was filled with gratitude and made efforts to rescue him. That's why he merited to have the first Irmaklat in his territory. Rav Palm points out a crucial insight here. Two people can hear the exact same words from the exact same person, and they each hear something completely different. Nine brothers heard Yosef trying to rule over them, predicting their subservience to him, and they were infuriated. But one brother heard that he was included in the group, and he felt relief and joy. I think the message to us mothers is twofold. First, when we listen to other people, specifically when we listen to our children, we should train ourselves to listen to the good, the underlying message positively. When a child cries, you never listen to me, or you never spend time with me, we can choose to hear the accusation and get defensive, or we can choose to listen to the love and longing behind those words. A child who's really saying, I love you and need you and want to be close with you. It's our choice to choose what we hear. The second message to us mothers is to just know that our children are each hearing us differently, and they may need us to fine-tune the way we speak to each one of them. Some children are more sensitive than others, and they may interpret our frustration or tension as, mommy's angry at me, whereas a different child hears us and thinks, mommy's upset that we're running late, she'll be fine once we're in the car. Different people have very different filters, and it's wise for us to tune in to each of our children every now and then and check in with what they think they are hearing when we think we're communicating. Both of these messages are invaluable in life and in parenting. So for today, I'd like to suggest that we focus on hearing the positive content in other speech and being attuned to how our listeners may be interpreting us so we can help them hear us positively as well. Have a wonderful day.